but we're going. All right. <laughs> okay. Sure. Steve, uh, it's Monday. How's it going? Uh, fantastic, man. Fantastic. <laughs> Just uh, had a. Uh, five days there with my kids my wife uh, flew down to her sister just had twins so she flew down there down to new mexico to hang out with them and i got to hang out with my kids for five days and man that's so much fun just uh little guys seven months old my daughter sawyer's three now and we just hung out and played and did rough housing dad stuff all weekend we had a blast yeah i got a question about that because you sent me a photo and you had this giant blow oh. up <laughs> in your house so what's the weight limit did you get any action on that thing or was it just for sawyer <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, it was, um, it's like basically a mini inflatable, uh, blow up house. Yeah. Bouncy house. Um, and it was only like, I found it on sale at Lowe's for like 150 bucks. I was like, man, this thing's going to, going to get that use, um, over the <laughs> Especially, years. Especially no, even uh, for five days, right? It's worth 150 yeah. bucks when you're solo parenting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have a, at the top of our stairs is kind of like a big landing area and I blew it up and yeah, we were, we blew that thing up probably 15 times over the last few days playing. Uh, my daughter's just having a blast in it. So, yeah, I think the old, uh, it's like I jump in that thing and it just collapses. So, uh, it wasn't yeah. exactly <laughs> designed for dad to jump in. But, um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, on the last Monday Minute, some of you guys may have heard, we're going to do a pack giveaway tied to uh, a podcast survey. We're going to get to that here in a minute. But throwing a curveball at you, Steve, it's unprepared. I think it was last year we did I'm pretty sure a Monday Minute episode or maybe just a short full-length episode, if you will, on gear of the year. And it was at this time of year. And we did last year we did it and it was cool. We had categories like under 50 bucks, 50 to, I don't know, 150 or something like that. So we had different gear of the year picks at different price categories. We didn't prepare to do that this year, but I thought, well, it's the time of year. It's, you know, getting to the end of the year. What would a pick be? Um... And so you can either, if you don't have an answer, throw it back at me right now, but you do have to come up with an answer or you can give me your answer. So no price category, no nothing. Just what's the first thing that comes to mind is like a piece of gear that stood out to you this year, whether it's on a specific hunt or just, you know, preparing for a hunt, but what comes to mind? Mm, I'll throw it back at you. I need a minute right. on that one. So, so <laughs> what do you yeah. Got? So this was, I thought of this podcast specifically because I was using this item and thought this thing is... I've come to rely on this so much, Um, not specifically for hunting. I use it while I hunt, but I just use it all the time. And then I thought, well, I did buy it this year. I think I got it last February. So the Garmin Instinct watch, typically Hmm. before, I I hated the idea of a smartwatch. I hated it for all kinds of reasons, Um, like an Apple Watch type thing. I wanted no part of it. I always wore a watch, though. I always wore G-Shock watches. And when the Garmin Instinct came out, I thought, oh, it kind of has like that style, the vibe of a G-Shock. It's really simple. It's not like a full screen watch, but it has some of those smart features, if you will. And so actually I was out in uh, it, the office at SNS and I was asking Rob about it and then just kind of wore one for a couple of days to check it out. I was like, yeah, I think I would take the plunge. So I bought it from Rob. And yeah, then later this year, I was like, man, I rely on this thing all of the freaking time. So Again, it's not something that is quote-unquote hunting gear, although they do, you know, are marketing this as like an outdoor watch. But that's my gear of the year pick. I'd use it during hunts, obviously, um, for time, for things like sunset, sunrise, has all that built in there. But it does sleep tracking all of my training hikes. Um, It automatically tracks those. You can save those into the Garmin app. It does that automatically. 
I sync those activities. Um, it integrates with Strava as well, and Strava has better analytics. So like when I was doing preseason stuff, doing all my weighted hikes, I could compare this hike to the previous hike and all that. I never had to you know, carry my phone to do any of that. It's just right there on my watch and saves it. So for a whole bunch of reasons, that's, that's my pick, man. I use it mm-hmm. for, um, you know, this is, again, not related to hunting, but something... I realized over this past year that I hated was this whole idea of using your phone as an alarm clock, which I think most of us do, but I didn't want to grab my phone as soon as I woke up because I think that leads to you just instantly turning your phone on and opening Instagram or email or whatever, and that's not how I wanted to start my day. So I actually went and bought a super cheap alarm clock at Target. I was like an old school alarm clock, but then I started using my watch for that and so anyway it's i i just realized how much i use and rely on that that watch that's my gear of the year pick again there's there's hunting specific things in it you can drop weight yeah points, go yeah GPS go into tracking. detail on like how it helps you in a hunt yeah i mean again i i use the basic stuff on a hunt obviously time's important i use it um you know to look at current elevation um just to kind of see um, like say there's been times in the past where, you know, we, we want to be at a specific elevation target once we looked at maps or we want to side hill and stay at a certain, certain contour, if you will, on a topo. And mm-hmm. so I use it to get current elevation a lot. Um, you can do advanced like tracking and waypoints and all that. Honestly, I haven't geeked out on that a ton. Um, just using it to track distance covered, you know, total steps per day, like just that stuff that's kind of nice to know, but not necessarily a game changer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember I remember on the death hike, I was wearing it and I was like, holy cow, we had done, I think it was 35,000 steps by like 730 in the morning or something, you know, because we started at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I use it for that. Looking at heart rate is really interesting all the time. So again, it's not like a game changer for during the hunt for me but i would say the overall when you look at hunting is this year-long pursuit and you're gonna train and you're gonna hike and you want to compare like this hikes to last hikes and get analytics on all that stuff and look at elevation gain for a hike you know so i use it a, a ton for training um so for me it's that as much as it is during the hunt itself it is interesting and maybe somewhat depressing too like you can look at sleep analytics and sometimes that's been interesting to do when you've been out sleeping and you have those nights like i think i slept horribly last night and you can actually kind of (laughs) see what you're it's cool it it shows it like by by time like you can look through the night and go oh at 2 a.m i was restless or whatever so i don't know i don't go i probably only use maybe 20% of what the watch can do. But that 20% has become like so essential to me that I absolutely love it. You can do (laughs) like, again, you can do phone notifications, all that stuff. I have a lot of stuff turned off, but um, I don't know. It just stood out as like something that I use literally every single day. And for me being one of those guys, I hated the idea of a smartwatch. This is like a good compromise or has smartwatch features, but then doesn't have, you know, a ton of, silly stuff on it yeah gotcha yeah i, I wear the wear the same watch I, I wear it hit and miss um i don't wear it every single day for sure sometimes i just forget and don't wear it for a week and then i'll wear it for a week uh, but during hunting yeah for sure it's um uh alarm is awesome elevation is awesome um there was yeah just plenty of times you can pull that out or i 
used it to navigate as well, just kind of rough navigation of hiking in the dark and knowing, like you said, knowing that you need to be at a certain elevation to go through a saddle or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah the alarm's awesome. Said so set that thing on vibrate, and then you don't have to worry about anything else. I can shut my phone off and always keep my phone in my pocket to keep the battery warm. Um, yeah, definitely a nice, nice piece. Yeah, something it does as well that I haven't done as much, but it um, it works with the InReach or the InReach Mini as well. So you can actually get, um, you can keep, like say you keep your InReach in your lid or whatever. Um, and obviously you can do this with your phone, but say you had your phone and your InReach put away and just wanted to use your watch, you can get message notifications on your watch. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't personally do that a ton because I tend to not keep my InReach on. Um, I'll just get it and check it at times when I want to, so I already have it out. But, um, yeah, there's, again, there's way more to it than what I do, um, in terms of mm. what's possible. Cool. Yeah. By the way, not sponsored by Garmin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, okay. Uh, gear of the year. I think as a whole, this is going to be super boring. Um, is as I've got my gear dialed it i think we kind of talked about this maybe earlier this year of um there's not a whole lot like when i every spring i kind of go through my list and there's stuff like a you know a i need to upgrade or b i saw something new come out that could potentially replace something in my pack so whether it's you know lighter or more durable or a sleeping pad that's more comfortable you know usually i'll pick three or four things and play around with but in general i'd say over the last five to six years I've really got my system down and just kind of been, you know, playing with a few things here and there. Like this year, Bay or, um, uh, Cedar summit came out with an ether light pad. I tested that out, had good results with it. Um, wasn't super, super stoked on it. It wasn't quite as warm. Um, but I guess that wasn't published to be. So, um, started packing that Benchmade altitude knife more this year. Big fan of that. I just still have to work on my in the field sharpening skills. I don't quite have your Jedi like uh, tricks with that thing. Um, I was, was going <laughs> to ask, would you like that knife as much if I wasn't there? But no, probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it is when if you know how to sharpen, um, you know, like like you do, be able to get that crazy crazy razor sharp edge back on it. Um, man, that's an impressive tool. So. Um, but yeah, I think my gear of the year is just this consistency I have going. It's I have my system dialed in and down, and I, I know exactly what to pack. I'm not overpacking, and and all that comes back to I know we've preached about it a lot is just getting a good, um, very precise, detailed gear list, and um, and sticking to it, and then just making sure when you're done with every trip that you you go through and just take you know it takes five minutes tops just check off the Make even, it was just mental notes. Check off the things that you used and, and, and make big red X's through the stuff that you didn't use. And over time, you're going to whittle that down to basically your essentials. And so my essentials list hasn't changed hardly at all over the last five to six years with the, you know, the only additions here and there being a, a new pad that came out or, um, you know, tent or whatever that be. So, yeah. Uh, I guess the one thing I could think of that was like kind of truly new-ish was that SIG rangefinder um, that probably stood out to me. Although in hindsight, I think it potentially cost me two animals. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the bowl I missed on that solo hunt where I had it in rifle mode um, and just you know just 
being busy and not, you know, it's a new electronic thing. You kind of got to play with those things and get to learn them. And I really hadn't done that much with it as far as like bow rifle mode. I'd set up the rifle mode for the ballistics of my gun and had that all dialed, but I didn't realize in rifle mode that it wasn't compensating, compensating the angle. So I shot over that one bull and then the, the deer I missed with my gun, um, it wasn't the rangefinder's fault at all. It, it did exactly what it did. And I just had a, a human error of dialing the wrong distance, but it was kind of, um, you know, it's a trade-off you get. You insert technology into hunting, and it's like you create these more variables that, uh, that it's supposed to make it easier, but maybe in the end it makes it a little bit harder for you. Um, but that rangefinder, so I've been a Leopold rangefinder guy, just been using those for quite a few years, and uh, the ranging abilities is uh, definitely superior in my opinion, uh, at least what I've noticed out there in the field. And so yeah, that that's something that stood out as a really quality piece of gear. I yeah. can't, do you know the exact model that? Um. Yeah. Oh, sixty-hundred BDX, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or do you have the twenty-four? It's. I mean, that's their BDX rangefinder. Yeah. yeah. I want to say it's yeah, twenty-four kilo. I think you have the kilo twenty-four hundred. Um. Okay. Which is their BDX rangefinder? Which BDX is their system to sync with um, other devices, basically? So like you can pair yeah. it with a rifle scope and all that, which we don't have. Um. Yeah. I mean that. That's. It's impressive for sure. The range is impressive. The speed's impressive. I actually have the range finding binos, which are their Q3000s. And for what they are, I really like them. I was really curious about the idea of range finding binoculars just in general. Um, and, you know, I had opinions on them without really using them. And so I realized that that's an insane proposition to have opinion on something <laughs> without using it. So um, that was what pushed me over the edge to try it. And I don't, you know, they're not perfect in every situation. But they are fantastic in other situations, just, you know, range finding binos in general. Um, and I've been really impressed with the performance of the SIG. So, yeah, that's a good standout for sure. Thanks. We did one of the very, very first episodes we did, Steve, uh, on the podcast, which I don't even know how long ago that was at this point. Three plus years or four plus years. I'm losing track. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We did an A to Z gear list discussion. And so, you know, what you mentioned about things not changing, I am really curious here in the first part of 2020, I want to go back and listen to that episode. Um, and then we can do a follow up to that to like what has changed in the last three mm. to four years for us personally. That'll be a fun yeah. one to do. So listeners, yeah. if you guys have questions, um, knowing that that's coming, um, that's something we'll do. So feel free to submit any related questions to that. Um, see so something timely. I just thought of this as we wrap up this year and look into 2020 is knowing where we're going to be for show season, um, with EXO. So just wanted to throw that out there and we'll follow up as it gets closer. But, um, here in February, uh, like last year, we will be at the Portland, uh, what is it called? The Northwest Sportsman? Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show. Yeah. Yeah. So Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show in Portland. And then Hunt Expo in Salt Lake City. So we did both of those shows last year as well. We'll be back to both of those this year. And no no other plans for other shows. I know that this question comes up to us a lot of, you know, where are we going to be and where can you see us? And that's just, we'd love to be everywhere, but everywhere is impossible. Um, especially for a company our size. And there's shows pretty much every week all over the place, especially during that time of year. So... Those are the two shows we'll be at. The one caveat to that is if anyone will be at SHOT Show, 
um, which isn't a public show, so I hesitate to mention it for the general audience, but we will be there in some capacity, not exhibiting on the main floor, but if you happen to be at shot and want to say, hey, I'll tell you where to come find us and see us, so shoot us a message. Um, yeah, besides that, anything before we get to uh, giving away a pack here, Steve? Um, no, man. Yeah. Right. Merry Let's Christmas, everybody. This is uh, wrapping up the year, man. We're right there. Yeah, it's crazy. So, giving away a pack. Um, we're not trying to give away a pack to get info from you, but we are tying this to a survey. And the only reason we're doing that at all is because we want to make sure that as we move forward with the podcast, that we help you guys. And so this survey is just basically getting feedback from you guys who listen to the podcast about what you want to see more of. Tell us what you want to see less of. Like, give us any sort of feedback. Um, and so there's a survey link in the description for this episode. So wherever you're listening to this, just open up the description, hit that link, fill out the survey. All of those entries, you'll be entered to win a pack. So we'll just pick that at the end of the month, which is the end of the year here, and then announce that winner uh, on January 1. So again, as we, I mean, we talked, Steve, as we've been doing this show for, again, I, I've lost track, but either, th- I don't know, three, four plus years, something like that. Um, you know, we obviously have a certain perspective on the show and how we want to continue to move forward, but we also know that, you know, we're doing this for you guys, for the listeners, and we want to make sure that we cover what you want to hear. Um, and so this, this survey is the best way for us to get that feedback from you guys collectively. So hit the link in the description, fill out the survey should take just a few minutes. You can share as much as you want to share there. Um, and then we'll take all those entries pick a random entry and give you a brand new K3 pack system. All right. So yeah, I mean, it's crazy, Steve, that we're basically at the end of the year. I do, I'm pulling up a calendar now because I'm already confused. <laughs> Next Monday is the 23rd. I We're not going to have a Monday minute on the 23rd. Um, we will follow up after Christmas with a Monday minute on the 30th and give you that last minute reminder to go enter the survey. So I would say go do it now, but if not, you're going to have this last minute reminder on the 30th to go enter that survey. Um, We do have a full show coming out this Wednesday, so be sure to tune in for that. Again, we'll be off the week of Christmas, and then we'll catch you after Christmas. So again, full show Wednesday, off the week of Christmas, and then we'll pick back up, and we're excited about 2020. So Steve, thanks for the time. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Any questions, shoot us an email to podcast at xomontgear.com.